0: To Mbappe, what a great day it's been for him. So you want this confidence oozing through his veins?
1: <laughs> yeah, tap in with the football tap. It's the number one podcast. With yeah, a football tap, like. tap in with the football tap. Yeah, tap in with the football tap. Guru. Tap in with the football tap, like a spinal Or it could get messy like Lino. Them other podcasts throw back like a vinyl The guru, he the goat, so it really ain't no rivals Podcasts about passion, barely dollars My favorite, Ronaldo, Jamal Musala Football tap, it's should be on your radar Come and kick it with us, like Neymar Sadio Mane, or Erling Halam Either way, the football tap, prime time. Yeah, Now take that to the bank with you The guru, he don't talk, he just paper vividly, so come and see what he's saying Highlights and more, you never get bored, yeah, yeah, yeah Never get bored, Football Tap, the number one source Come and tap in with the Football Tap It's the Football Tap, yeah, yeah Come and tap in with the Football Tap It's the Football Tap, guru Football Tap, yeah Come and tap in with the Football Tap, yeah with the football tap, come and chill with the groove. cause football back, yeah.
0: Hello, welcome to the football tap. I'm Ryan tonight, joined from coming to you from a stormy, disgusting St. Louis, Missouri. Joined tonight, as always, by my fellow proud Romanian and Minnesotan, Elliot. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Good. How's it going? Well, time for our opening uh, segment that Ellie wants to do. We're going to talk about the most disgusting comment ever said. So Landon Donovan made a comment worse than anything Thogden's ever said. He said he thinks it's not good business for Christian Pulisic to play in Europe because we're having a World Cup coming up in 2026. He says all of our stars should play over in North America and play in the MLS. Um, I think I know how this is going to go. Um Get your popcorn ready. Uh,
2: go ahead. So, let me get this straight. We've made all this progress for the last I don't know five ten years. Um, in a way that De- Landon Donovan's era refused to. All if you look at that era of Landon Donovan and the players that played for the United States during though that stretch, the the vast majority refused to play to Europe. The majority of the U.S. national team was playing in the U.S., which is why we did not have a super successful uh, uh, tenure during Landon Donovan's era, other than the likes of Clint Dempsey and Brian McBride and maybe a few others here and there. Uh, Donovan basically refused and refused and refused to go and play in Europe. And when he did play in Europe, it was an epic failure after epic failure. Prime, this is the primary reason... That some people don't believe that he is the greatest American ever. If you look at the numbers, him and Clint Dempsey, they're identical. They had the same amount of goals for the national team. The difference is Dempsey. Uh, sorry, Clint Dempsey played for Fulham. By the way, I, I don't know if it's still true, but at least at some point, I don't know how many Mitrovic has for Fulham yet. But um, uh, Dempsey is the all-time top scorer, Premier League goal scorer for Fulham, to, to my knowledge. Yeah. and played at Spurs and did what he did in the MLS built his career and and has gone on it and done did incredible things with the national team and the and uh, and uh, with the the teams he played for in the premier league he then came back to Seattle and did it again and i believe he won the uh, MLS cup during that stretch Landon Donovan may have won the MLS cup about five, four or five times, whatever the case may be. He refused and refused and refused to go to Europe. And when he did, it was uh, unimpressive to say the least. So now we come into this era. Christian Pulisic is someone that I've been critical of, but he's this kid coming into Dortmund who came into his own, won that big move to Chelsea, and now is um, going to AC Milan. By the way, is the biggest club of the three teams he's actually played for. Yep. You look at what McKinney, goes to Schalke, plays for Juve, and, and obviously we don't know where the next location is going to be. Went the European route, Timothy Ware, PSG, Celtic, Juventus now. You look at all these players, and there's – there's I don't have time to name all of them. There's a, a lot of – there's a vast majority of, of our guys in Europe. Sure. What can has- I can
0: interrupt really quick? Uh, not only the vast majority of them in Europe, there's talk that if Tyler Adams says it leads, he will be the captain. Think of that. An, Amer- an American captaining a team that's fighting
2: to come back to the Premier League. I just want to give him a shout. Absolutely. Um, you see the direction that the game has gone. It's become way more popular. Why has it become more popular? Because we have Americans playing in Europe. That happening has made the Premier League, by a large extension, Super popular which has allowed our American fans to discover Italian football and German football. It's not a coincidence that these leagues are available to us on a daily basis. These leagues were not available to us on a daily basis uh, during Landon Donovan's era. Let's let's look at this even further. Let's digest this even further. The USL, the league below the MLS, has announced this week or last week, whatever it was, that they're going to implement Relegation and promotion. Again, we have to ask ourselves: Why is this happening? It's happening because the the sport is getting so much. I mean, I I think the sport has grown in popularity. If you just looked at the numbers of the amount of just the the streaming services and the American fans are using these services to watch European leagues. Again, I don't have the numbers on this, but I would I would guess at this point, considering the amount of people that get up early in the morning and watch these games, that it probably does more numbers than the MLB and the NHL. Again, no disrespect to those leagues and fans who watch them. But the reason all of this is happening is because of Europe, because of our stars going out and doing it. And it's not all – it's not just all the big teams. There are guys playing in lesser European leagues instead of the MLS. For example, Maccabi Tel Aviv's goalkeeper – is American. He's had op- he's had opportunities to come back to the MLS. He doesn't want to. He would rather play in the is- Israeli Premier League than the MLS. Again, the MLS is growing. It is it is a good sort of uh, development league for young players. It's a league that is an option for older European players to come here and do what they've always done. You know, you talk about Beckham, and before before that, there's there's a few names that came across the board and. And we we'll continue to do this, but the reason all of this is happening, the reason the popularity is growing, the reason we're going to have a relegation and uh, promotion in the um, in the USL, all of this is happening because of the European, uh, uh, you know, the European experience. Now I don't know per se who started this. Christian was not the the start of this, but Christian Pulisic by by himself is good. If you rate him or you don't. If you think he's going to flop in AC Milan, you don't. He's the reason the, the sport has become more popular. So, you know, in a calm way, <laughs> I'll say that Landon Donovan saying this is, tr- is basically what he's, what he's tr- implying is he, there's two p- possibilities of what's going on in his head. Number one, he doesn't want to be displaced um, as one of the greats of American soccer because if Pulisic goes to Serie A and wins the league with AC Milan, and with this AC Milan, with Liao, his his legacy is going to be erased. Not erased, but but we're gonna. St- we're the, the further we see success with these guys in Europe, Lana Donovan is going to continue to slip away from our memories. You know, five, ten years from now, if on the the route is going, Lana Donovan will not be a name that we always associate with American soccer. The next sure. generation will associate Pulisic. Uh, McKinney, Adams, Aronson, and the, the the young kids coming up as sort of that that vocal point.
1: Um, yeah,
2: um, do, I got to cut
0: in for a second. Go ahead. Remember, I just remember like going to a, a local place to watch games, U.S. games. Years and years and years ago, Um, you'd see a ton of Donovan jerseys, you know. I went to see the USA play in the Gold Cup. We'll get to that disaster later. I saw zero landed Donovan jerseys, if that should tell you something.
2: And I'll, I'll even add to that in the 2000, what was it? 2010 world cup. I watched the, uh, I watched the U S Ghana game by myself at a bar. It wasn't crowded. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a zoo. You, you try to watch a world cup game now during a tournament. we got the it's women's world to cup to up. coming up. It's going to be just, just think about that for a second. I watched a game in a bar as if it was, I don't know, law and order. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So the way it's changing, and my, my biggest problem with Donovan's comments is he's trying to, one, maintain his legacy, or two, try to damage the growth we've made. And, you know, there's a lot of people who've said dumb things over the years. Lexley uh, Lawless just got uh, eviscerated in my latest article about the Aston and Christian Pulisic. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of the most of the, of most of the, the commentators that we have. I'm not a fan of the, the faces that we have covering our national team. I think it's quite an embarrassment. But there's all this coverage because of people like Christian Pulisic, who I've been critical of. Landon Donovan's trying to preserve his legacy by doing this. And he's trying to erase the progress being made. Now, he can say, oh, I made the quarterfinals. Yeah, you made the quarterfinals. In a World Cup that uh, had, you know, this not the best talented team that the U.S. had, but it was different times. It was it was a different era, and they didn't knock off Argentina to make the quarterfinals. They beat Mexico. They beat Mexico. Now they played well against Germany. I'll give them credit, but I got news for you. I I watched. That was my first World Cup. Uh, Technically, first World Cup. Landon, Devon, Landon Donovan was not the best player on that team, so it, it's not as his he is legacy is alone attached to that, and so on. So for him to say this is just undermining the popularity of the sport and what it's done. Yeah. If he would have, if he would go to the MLS, it would ruin his career. Nobody would ever have taken Christian Pulisic seriously again, and that's what he's cheering for. Um, and much like LeBron. And the SBs, um, he made it about himself instead of what it should be about. It should be about um, the U.S. progressing and, and being jacked up for this, for this Christian stick move. I mean, there are AC Milan fans that love it. There's AC Milan fans that hate it. But the fact is he's playing for one of the biggest clubs in history. And it's, it's a place where he can redefine himself and become a factor um, in, the world, in, the, in, the, in the football world again. Now again, I you know, no no ill will towards LeBron James. I was just bringing that to to offer a a example of uh, two situations in which some an individual is making about themselves. I love LeBron James. I think it's the go. Let's, we don't have to talk about that on this type of podcast, but so I just, I just don't I want to make it clear. The, the 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 contrast I'm making is two individuals that made something about themselves that was not about themselves. And that's the biggest issue. Now I could, I could yell and scream about this, but I think the best way to address this is just to acknowledge exactly the damage he was attempting to do with this, um, with this idiotic idea. Now I'm not, I'm, I don't employ him, but he should never sit at a table and be talking about um, American soccer or European football or anything. He can do commentary for the, Saudi Arabia league or the Chinese league. (laughs) I mean, like if you want to, if you want to sit back on that table, you got to, you got to work your way back up because you can't, again, you can't say that because you have to understand the damage it's doing and what he tried to do. Nobody's calling him out for it. And he should be eviscerated for this because I don't have to say, you don't have to say we knew exactly what he was trying to do. And this came from a very selfish uh, perspective that he was only thinking about his own legacy and protecting it. Yeah.
0: Terrible. Terrible all the way around. Just as terrible as the USA's uh loss to Panama in the Gold Cup. Um unacceptable. Um it's unacceptable anymore. now it's my turn for a rant. It's unacceptable. Where first of all, we haven't even qualified for Copa America. We will. I'm not saying we're we're one of the top six teams of Coffee Caps. I mean we're yeah. gonna qualify. But Watch us get <laughs> draw to do a group with Brazil. Yeah, one side, and I, I need to laugh because how stupid this... One side's going to have Carlo Ancelotti on their touch side. We're going to have fucking Greg Verhalter. Greg fucking Verhalter. I, I I hate that man. U.S. soccer fans hate that man. Everybody hates him except for United States Soccer Federation. And I can't wrap my head around it. When you yeah. have B.J. Callahan getting a state ovation at... Matches, especially the one I was at, you know, there's something wrong. Like that's just a pure level of distrust and hatred that U.S. fans have in Burficter.
2: Yeah, and then what you've done also is you created division again with whatever what happened to Reina. Again, I, I said it last week. He's the most important piece of this whole thing. You don't if he's unhappy if he's not getting his opportunities, we're gonna we're gonna suffer not just here but but going forward. And and I I really think that that. It's gonna it's gonna be a mistake that comes back and bite them. Um, and again, it's, it's one of these things that certain moments, of, of you know, sort of destroy progress. Again, I think everything started to fall apart when Denzel Dumfries caught that ball, by himself in that world Cup, in the World Cup of game against the Netherlands. Um, again, there's there's certain sort of positives we can take from an individual perspective. I think Christian again, I think Christian Pulisic has to hit. But I think he will hit, and uh, there's obviously certain burials that he'll need to, to conquer, and there's certain things he needs to do, to, do to, to be able to be successful. I think when Weston gets his move, he'll do well. If Tyler is playing the championship, I think he'll be a good ch- choice of captain from Leeds because Leeds are losing everyone, um, so they don't have much left. Um, I'm excited to see the Arians and bros in, in the Bundesliga. So from an individual perspective, I, I hope Kate and Clark gets some minutes this year at Leipzig or is loaned out. I think from an individual perspective, there's lots to be excited about, but from a collective perspective, uh, I think we got a big problem. It's
0: it's unacceptable. It, it, it's unacceptable. We we should not delay this any farther. He should be gone. He should be sacked in the morning, my friends. I mean, seriously. I know they won't do it. I would take
2: fuck. I'd probably take Big Sam over Berhalter. I mean, I would too. You know, there's a reason when he got relieved of his duties of the American, the U S uh, coach who was, who was trying to hire him? No one, not even MLS. When look, look at all the uh, other coaches, that left, right? When yeah. Klinsman left, he, he hurt the Berlin hop. Again, I did not go per- It didn't go great <laughs> in Berlin, but he got a job almost immediately. Yeah. Rob, Bob Bradley left. He got a job almost immediately. You look at all the coaches that they've had at least
0: Well, recently. even Bruce arena who lost to
2: Trinidad and Tobago got a job immediately in new England. Yeah, exactly. Every, every single coach that has managed this team over the last 10 years after leaving has had, had an opportunity given to them shortly after Greg Bralhalter is the only person of these coaches. Again, other than Clinton's neither of them have been particularly great. Um, that has not had been given a job. He hasn't even been linked to anyone, you know? Uh, so, so that should, be, again, that's, that should be a warning sign in itself.
0: Yeah. It's not good. It, if you can't even get linked to an MLS job, fuck, <laughs> you I'm, know. I'm not even saying hired linked. He wasn't linked to anybody. No. Like, and there are some MLS teams that are like on the, that are like in the shits. I'm talking like Vancouver, you know, um, See Houston, Happy. Miami, all those teams, uh, all of them were in the shitter, and he didn't get linked to one of them, not one. Yeah, it's just it's terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible, it, it's a joke, and they're going to get absolutely
2: they they won't even make it out of the group stage at the Copa America. That's my opinion. Yeah, again, you look at the teams. You look at um, I, we talked about the the, the big ones. We talked about Colombia. Sorry, not Colombia, Uruguay and. And Brazil and Argentina. And then we we briefly touched on like Ecuador. I think we people forget that Luis Diaz from Liverpool plays for Colombia with Zabata, yeah. with Luis, Luis Mariel, and they they have they're good, they're better than us. I mean Yeah. Mexico is not better than us, but Mexico, that's not saying much, because Mexico, you know, you know, most of the teams that we're going to play in the Copa America are going to be better than us. Um and I you know the reality is it needs to be a wake up call but that's not the purpose of the tournament. The pur- purpose of the tournament was to see how good we are. And um I don't think that this tournament's no er, no longer going to be about that. Yeah. It's going to be about it's going to highlight the fact that we we hired a guy that had had a, had issues with with the, the club's okay I wanna say best player but most important most talented player and has been brought back right as that talented player started to catch steam and get back in form. Yeah. So, I mean none of it is, is good. It's all it's all it's all downhill. And I hope they make a a, a decision immediately after this couple America and get in somebody. You know you know what my biggest problem with
0: this and you taught me and you touched on this last night when we were talking there's a guy out there that coaches a ton of German people and actually won a World Cup, and I know he's a weirdo. I know he puts his boogers and, and eats them and does all sorts of weird <laughs> ass shit on the sideline. But I mean, Lockheed Lowe, I mean, it's almost like a match but too perfect of a match made in heaven, and that's USA's problem. If you have somebody out there, they can't make the right decision. I would have taken him. would not you have?
2: Yeah, and again, he ha- he hasn't been, he's been out of work for a little while, but that's because he he'd been in that job for a while and he did not want to go back into it yet. Now I don't know what his intentions are, what he wants to do, but that that is, again, Flick is still an elite manager. Uh, Germany's not going to get rid of him. Uh, it, it'd just be shameless to do so. Yeah. Uh, Flick would be dream case scenario because I think Flick is is uh, if he was at a club side, he'd be he'd be in that conversation with all these big big managers. Um, but uh, Volve is 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 has has never he met he mismanaged two tournaments and he was there for like 15 years or something like that he always made the quarterfinals or 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 beyond with him it would be a rude awakening for so many players but it would be a necessary awakening And, and that's the thing though like they didn't even like call him like he's out there like
0: the worst you could do is say no i didn't even hear them like giving him a phone call I didn't hear them give anybody a phone call. I think that's the problem. Yeah, and, you know, people always say, like, don't go, like, too big for you and say, but my thing is, we have a lot of money, we have a lot of resources, and what's the problem of calling, like, a walking loan and say, hey, we're going to give you $3 million a year on a four-year deal? And he says, you know what, I'd still have to no thanks. What's the harm in calling
2: and asking, though? I would give him an un- like an like un- I would give him a ridiculous amount of money, to be honest with you. Yeah, they, they average about two or three million. What I'm just
0: saying though is, answer me this: There's no harm in calling. What the worst he could say is no. Why don't you just make pick up the phone and make that phone call? You yeah, have I'm so I, confused about.
2: Yeah, and it's I, not just him. It's 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 all of the other ones that could be into this job. Like uh, uh, Wagner at, at Nord is an option. Um, you know, you look at. Um, I mean, there's some, there's there's just a lot out there you could go after. You could go after a Big Sam. Uh, I know he just didn't do well at his last job. Um, you know, you could even go uh, – I, I know he hasn't coached for a little while, but Tony Poulos, I, I would take anybody uh, at this point. And um, you got to leave go – uh, You can go after the one man. There's only one of them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know he won't come out of retirement. I, have, I had an interesting idea. Um because our, our best assets are in our attacking positions. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Fonseca. I know Fonseca's at Lille. Um, but, you know, you can say what you want to say about that, the Roma situation. But he played attacking football with, with you could argue, lesser, less talent than, than he had at Shakhtar, for example. He plays in a very attacking style that would work with this team Again, I'm not saying he should be top choice. He did good in, in the French league last year, but but someone like that, I, yeah. I want some creative and innovative. Now there were issues with his tenure at Roma, but it wasn't because it, it wasn't in the attack. His attack was fine. It was sure out the defense that was the issue. But that someone like that would be interesting for me as well. I, but again, we're just talking off the wall here because we know that the guy's going to stay there. And um, but and their of- pro- go go ahead actually. I was just going to say, I, I just I just think that they're not going to make a decision on this until after the Cup of America. So we well, either flame out, embarrassingly so, or we're going to be stuck with this guy for the World Cup again. Yeah. It, I hear it, that.
0: It's not good enough. It's unacceptable. Agreed. It, I got to call out Sidney Cohn, too, the president of the U.S. Soccer. All these other federations have a proper president, and I'm... Uh, Sure, she's nice. She knows what she's doing. But why don't we have somebody with like an actual football might I like me at would be my first point choice for the president of the U.S. soccer. I don't know if she'd do it. Arsene Wenger would be my dream choice, obviously, because I think he knows how to run things. Why do we just have corporate suits and businessmen? That's why the U.S. soccer will never evolve, because every other federation has somebody who actually knows football. We just put business people in charge. I mean, why don't we have somebody like Mia Hamm as the president of U.S. soccer? They'll actually yeah. hire proper coaches for the men's and women's I'm, national team.
2: I like her as a – I don't want her being the coach, but I like her as, as president. You look at – again, I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want to keep bringing this back to Roma, but I just want to give this an example because uh, Mia does have some sort of uh, – or had some sort of role in the women's team being brought to Rome. Um, but you, you look at what they've done over the last couple of years – They've, been, they've brought in the right football people. They've brought in the right players, not just the best players you can find, but the players that are going to fit what they're trying to do and this type, the style of football they're going to play and how to close the gap with Juventus. Now, what they need to do now with the U.S., the U.S. needs to close the gap with, I don't know, uh, I don't even know the example here because CONCACAF just isn't that strong. They need but to close need- the gap of Columbia. They need to be on par with,
0: like, Columbia, the Netherlands, teams like that. Like, not that okay. they're favorites to win the World Cup every year, but when you go in the tournament, you can always say, hey, the USA is a dark horse. It wouldn't surprise me if they make the semifinals.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a little bit of reach. I think quarterfinals uh, possibilities is, is, I think, where my, my head's at. But, but if they brought in the right sort of energy to that, I think they could, they could make something happen. Again, it's, this is – I'm not saying I should be the coach of the team, but it's real simple. You have an identity. You stick to it. You let everybody know not, – okay, I'm not, not giving away your your, your launch codes, but that you should have a press conference about the identity of the team, okay? Now, I don't think building around – again, I, I gave a lot of uh, Pulisic a lot of love for his move to AC Milan, and I am cheering for him, and I, I want him to, to, to bounce back, but – I, I just don't agree with him being the 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 one in the middle for for building, but you you got to stick with you have to have an identity of the team and you 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 um you vocalize that to the feder- to the fans and to uh, the the you know the people involved whether it's this that or the other thing. Once you figure that out, it's it's going to be a lot easier because the, all of our guys are in Europe. We have guys who haven't made the net, who haven't made it, doesn't have a cap yet, that have shown real quality in the European League. So, so we have the players. This is the most talented group of players we've had in the United States that I've ever that I've ever seen. Yeah. Now, just figure out what your the plan is, and have someone that can follow through on the plan. And I think that's kind of where we need to go. But, but again, if we do well, which which would be great in the Copa America. If we get out of the group, um, he's going to be there for the World Cup. And I just can't have him be there for the World Cup. So maybe what we need is a rude awakening in in the Copa America. And it'll give us at least a little time to realize our, you know, our deficiencies, I guess.
0: Yeah. And if they lose all three games, I think that's best case scenario. Because if they get out of the group, even if they don't win after a game, that'll just be an excuse to keep them around.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to get ripped apart because I don't want to cheer against them. But if if it goes really bad, and let's say they only beat Haiti or something, but but lose embarrassingly to like Paraguay and and Colombia, I think that's that's again. I don't want to. I don't want to hope for for failure. But I think if it was that bad, they would make a decision on that. But again. I just don't trust, trust this federation to make the right decision. So even if he goes away, who's going who's gonna to be the one who comes in? That's what I'm fearful about as well. I, I just think we need someone in charge of the federation that has the right vision, who understands what we need to do. If we don't make a quarterfinals with this group of players, it is an embarrassment. Now, I don't think we're a top eight, eight team in the world. But if you don't make one quarterfinals of Cold America or a World Cup during this era, it's it's going to be hugely wasteful. Yeah, because here's my next question for you. I'm thinking
0: of long run. How old are you right now? How old am I? Yeah. I'm about to be 31. Yeah, you're about to be 31. I'm 27. I was thinking you're with this group of players, by the time that me and you were both in our mid-60s, late-70s, that the USA could win a World Cup. And I know people sound crazy and stuff, but I truly believe that. If they keep going this direction, that's never going to happen in our lifetime. No matter yeah, how yeah. popular a sport gets, no matter how big it gets over overseas over and stuff, if we continue having these yes-men Americans in charge, we'll never win a World Cup. And that's my big thing. I'm sorry about going on about the U.S. for so long, but it's something, it's something I'm so passionate and love so much about. I love our national team. I don't yeah, care you, if the manager's from North Korea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if he's the right guy to do it, he's not going to be the guy that lifts the the, the the cup. The captain will. You know? The captain yeah. will. I don't care if he's Mexican. North Korea's probably a bad example because that one happens. I don't care if he's a Mexican manager. I don't care if he's Canadian. I don't care if he's English. I don't care if he's German, French, Russian, Ukrainian. Um, Czechoslovakian, Romanian, you know Polish. If he is the right guy for the job, the person that's going to lift the trophy will be an
2: American. So who cares what nationality he is? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100. Um, my, I mean, to me, the, the the ultimate goal was to be a semifinal. If we can, if we make the semif- uh, semifinal at any point in my life, I'll faint because I. I so I I just think. We cannot, if we make a quarterfinals, I think it's been well worth it because of the talent we have. I'm not expecting more than that, but I'm, but during this era, I'm expecting that at least twice. Yeah. So if it's Copa America, world cup, I'm not saying you have to make the world cup quarterfinals two years two times in a row. What I'm saying is they need to make, let's say twice or more. They need to make two quarterfinals. The gold cup doesn't count. Um, Copa America and the US, uh, and World Cup need to be making quarterfinals, and I think that's where we're, that's the, the best case scenario. But obviously, there's uh, there's some work to do. Uh, uh, and, and it, go ahead, one more thing. Where are you go going? ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, just just finish your point, and I just want to move on to something.
0: All to right, yeah, because I have some other stuff. All right, so this is my last point. Uh, scrap the Gold Cup and just combine Combo and Copa half Just need to come together and just make the Copa America a bigger tournament and have qualifiers. That's All right, my I last. Got, point. Wanda has officially killed Mauro Cardi. Mauro Cardi has gone from being an lead player at Milan; He's only 32, I believe, the last time I looked, to playing for Galatasaray in a span of, like, a cup of coffee. Um, what a downfall from Grace. From Vecino, Donnarumma misjudges it! Mauro Cardi wins the derby for Inter in its dying moments!
1: Icardi, fade in towards Perisic, Vecino, Icardi 1-0 Inter and here is Icardi and that may be the game Icardi with certainty, more certainty than you could apply to the decision that led to the penalty box. The shaliko crosses Icardi
0: and the slip from Gomez, and the ball ends up in the back of the net. It's a simple strike for the intercaptain. Icardi, he does not miss those. The sniper, the captain.
2: Yeah. Um, I think Lukaku won the divorce. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> it is because Lukaku's not – I mean, he the, the first stint, he was excellent. And then this, this year, he looks like he's actively trying to prevent Inter from winning games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's pathetic because Lukaku has not been a glowing success outside of uh, the, those first two seasons. I, mean, I know it's two seasons against one season, but still. Um, last season was so bad for Lukaku. I mean, and you have to think of the, like, the background stuff with the Chelsea – interview trying to move there and he moves there and he scores on his first I mean it's just a trainer but the fact that that Lukaku comes out of that looking like the better individual is crazy to me because you know Lukaku in my opinion is fighting for his football life yeah. while Marco Cardi doesn't have it anymore um, and I think again I think it's he's got to take responsibility for that because he He's got a very aggressive personality and I think that gets in his way sometimes. I also think he put his trust in the wrong people. And I mean this, uh, not in a negative way towards anybody, but you do not get in business with a highly emotional individual when they are, they are completely in charge of your money and your opportunities. Yes. I would just say in general, Um, If you, you should not be, uh, you should not be, you should not be represented by a highly emotional individual. What you need in a football space as a representation or an agent is logic over, over emotion. I'm not saying you got to be a robot, but all the, all the guys who are, who are peaking and doing all this awesome stuff is a highly, you know, um, intelligent, but self-tendered and logical individual. Um, I just, I'll just give you another example. You know Mbappe's big contract that he got last year, hundred and whatever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, would you say that the 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 um, negotiations from um, Mbappe and his opportunities have been positive? Is that yeah. fair? His, uh, his his agent is his mother. Okay, someone who is very emotional and adores obviously her son in negotiations from what I know about her, she is more logic than emotion and it's his actual mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you look at Wanda who's his wife and the mother, mother of his kids and all this stuff. But, but, but when, in those operating systems, she is over emotional and not logical because she was literally damaging him by going on television and ripping his teammates. Now Lukaku has to go to training and respond to that. Lukaku didn't, sorry, not Lukaku. Sarcardi didn't step up and say uh, to tell her to tone it down or or to this is this isn't this isn't isn't a good image right now. No, he told the Inter fans I want to bring hundred goals for Argentina. Okay, that, you. That, that was before that happened, but but I get where you're going with this. Yeah, he had a battle with Perisic. Perisic is one of the most likable footballers on the planet, and. And his, his agent I'm going to say that cuz I don't want to make this a whole thing um, was was crushing him in the media and Luc- uh, icardi didn't step up and say you know what that's not don't do, you you're not helping me here yeah he's is one of the interest most important players you know he's he's a <laughs> world cup uh, he's a world cup semifinalist he's he's been around to big clubs he's played for wolfsburg he's played for bayern he's played for dortmund He's played for Inter, and obviously he went to some small team in London after that. Um, yeah. but, but he is—he is—it's—it's like—it's like if someone was was trying to—is it's like something like one of Giannis' teammates throwing him under the bus or something, or a wife of Giannis because Giannis is the nicest American athlete in the world. He's, yeah. he, so it, it's just like he, you're—he did that. She did this to one of the nicest guys in this team, one of the leaders of the team. And a individual that the um, uh, that the, the Inter fans adore, and then they created this diversion with a cardi against Inter. He got stripped of the captainship, and everything happened. Um, the blessing I would say in this is when that happens uh, uh, during Spalletti's last year there, it was the um, it was the birth of lataro Martinez. He really started to be to come into his own. Would had a Somewhat difficult first season, um, but he managed to to catch fire. Then in comes Conte, and Conte makes Lattaro into a monster. Now, I know Lukaku got all the headlines. That was Lotaro's team, and I think Lattaro benefited from this whole thing. But from a Mara perspective, it's just it's just it's just messy. And again, you look at Mbappe's mother and what he's done for her son. She's going to get uh, Real Madrid a two hundred million offer. I don't know if it's this summer. I don't know if it's next summer. But that move will at some point come to happen, which will – he'll get the financial advancement from the deal and he'll get the biggest opportunity playing for the biggest club in the world. And then well, you look at – He'll be happened. going
0: to Arsenal, mate, but that's all right.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you can think of that if you want. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Then you can look at um, uh, 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 Icardi. You can look at, again – no disrespect, but but uh, um, uh, Rabiat from Juve, the uh, her his, um, uh, sorry, um, uh, mother is also involved in his his uh, business that has not gone terribly well for him. Um, and then you look at uh, Neymar. Now I think Neymar's father is well intentioned, um, but he does tend to make too many emotional decisions. I have a lot of respect for Neymar's father and. And what he's been able to do, and he seemed to kind of turn it around, and he's he's been good, um, someone for for Neymar to lean on. But at, at, when he when he first started in that, it was more emotion than logic, and now I think he's kind of he's kind of neutralized the situation, has handled things well. But if you look at all these into, all these people that are, are having difficult times, the agents that they're being represented by are, if they're close to them, are. You know, it's just you don't want an, an, a huge, super emotional person being in control of your opportunities. I think Picardi made a huge mistake <laughs> for that. It didn't help his career. It didn't help his marriage. And it didn't help his reputation in, in football. Um, um, so if you look at all that, and I, ju- I just overall, I think uh, it's sad to what's happened. Now, Picardi went to Turkey last year, second top scorer. Won the league, I expect him to, to be top scorer this season, because I don't think Valencia is capable of a 32 goal season again. Um, and I think, it, again, it will be a good end to his career. And I think he, he has another five, six years left. Will he'll be big time? Gala, the Galatasaray fans will love him. He'll win titles. He'll he'll have a very respectable second half of his career. But the problem is, he was supposed to be playing for Real Madrid. He was supposed to be playing for Barcelona. He was supposed to be playing for Chelsea, Manchester City, Arsenal, Man United. Those were supposed to be the clubs that were going to sign him. That, he was, that, that was supposed to be the next step of his career. And instead, it, he's in Galatasaray. And that's the fault of him. It's the fault of his uh, agent. And it's the fault of of everything that's happened over the last couple of years. I still like Icardi a lot. I think he's still a top player. I hope one day maybe he comes back to Europe and smashes it. Um, but uh, – it's, it's not going to be a horrible end to his career, but it's not it's not the career he should have had.
0: Yeah. All right, before Women's World Cup, I want to talk about this big transfer, and I want your thoughts on this. Arsenal have yeah. opened up the checkbooks beyond belief this summer. Uh, today, we signed and Timber from Ajax, a defender for $38 million. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, that is the best – again, no shade at all, but that's the best signing Arsenal have made in this window. That's a better – to me, it's a better signing than Declan Rice. Um now i i think I, he's brilliant he has done so well with ix he's the the work he did with tom hag and, and in those ix teams was tremendous he correctly decided to sign a new contract last summer uh because he wasn't ready for that big move uh, he had again ix by huge extension didn't have a great season a horrible season but he was he was a spectacular uh, player um uh, there and he continues to grow. He's young. He has the attributes to be to be really special. Now, I'm not going to say he is special because, as we know, I'm not I'm very particular with that word, but he he has the potential to be a special individual for Arsenal. I think I think so many people missed out on doing that deal. Um, and like to me, from a Premier League perspective, the two best center backs to go after was Pau Torres and Timber from Ajax. Ironically, Pau Torres ends up at Aston Villa. I don't know how that happened, and I think that's a great deal of business for them. But from Arsenal, uh, to, to, to get what they've done here, I think is, is an excellent deal. I think, um, again, I'm not an Arsenal fan, so maybe other Arsenal fans disagree, um, but I watched a lot of Ajax. I, I watched pretty much, every, I wouldn't say all of their games, but a large majority of their games. Uh, not just in the Champions League, but in the league as well. He's got all the materials to be a top player in the Premier League. Um, I would start him from day one. I know you got a little um, competition there with Ben White and um, Gabriel, but to me, that's 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 someone you start immediately because I think Ansaliba, obviously is there too. I don't know how you would do it, but he, I think he needs to start immediately because because I just think he has all those qualities and. Um, Arsenal cannot allow what happened last year to happen again. They need to start strong and and push. And prior to this deal, I think there was some speculation that Arsenal would struggle. And I, I still think that's a possibility, but I think that signing itself solidifies it. Now I like rice a lot, but I have I have I have issues with it because you could have called, you could have gotten Amrabat from Fiorentina for 25, 30 million. Instead, you paid 105 for five or seven between five and seven midfielders you could have brought to arsenal that are just as good as rice for way cheaper so because of that deal i i think that's a huge the, the media is going to eat all that up because it's a huge name Premier League, all this stuff but i think timbers is a really good deal for arsenal i think i think um he could have a similar impact that martinez did now martinez got injured but before he got injured for for man united he was he came into the league and was just exactly what Man United needed, and it's clicked. I think he's exactly what Arsenal need, and it clicked, and then you give Saliva a new contract, and you still have Gabriel and Ben White. There are many ways you can juggle it, but to me, he's, he's someone that starts for me. Again, not an Arsenal fan. Uh, I've seen all of them, but the Arsenal fans have seen them more than I have, but I've seen Timber more than Igor. <laughs> so I'll make that of you will, but I think it's a good deal.
0: I think it's good. I think, um, I think they needed to go out and buy a Defender, though, for that price. Because, you know, Defender's yeah. average market values are like $25 million. They needed to go out and sign a Defender, and they finally have. I mean, this is like – it's like a dream come true. Like, I remember a big signings used to be like Visitor. And this just shows me, as much as I hate to say, people are right, Arsene Vango was out of touch his last couple of years, as much as I love the man because – he thought he could do it his way and stuff um, with the new style of football we bring in with – now, Arteta needs to have another year where they make top four before I truthfully say, all right, he's the guy. But, I mean, it, 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 the difference is just clear to people that they're
2: bringing in, if that makes sense. No, I, I get that completely. And I, I liked pretty much all the moves they made. And, again, I, I, don't, I, I do like the Declan Rice right deal. I think it's good – it's a good player for Arsenal to have. I think it's fantastic, actually. But my issue is, again, it's not my money, but – the price that he was paid could have been paid for another midfielder that could have done exactly the same thing. That's just as good. But you're, you're spending 105 versus 45. But I, I just want to make it clear I do like the deal. The only reason I brought that up was because I just evaluate that part of it as well. Um, now, if you got him for 45, this would be amazing. <laughs> but but nobody was getting
0: him for 45
2: million. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Um, and no one's going to get him for his actual value either. West Ham were going to make uh, somebody pay as much as possible, um, which, which they have the right to do. I don't like this whole English tax thing, but, but they had to do it. Um, um, but knowing that they, they've done that and, and uh, you know, they got the deal done, it's a great collection of players take out the price. Um, but obviously West Ham got all they could out of that, which is very curious how they're being very stingy about a, a Skamaka deal. For a thirty-five million thirty million uh, option with plus, uh, uh, or loan plus option, but they were <laughs> they just got a hundred and five million from Arsenal. I don't know. It's it, it's it's just weird how they're how differently they they've handled business with some of their other uh, transfers than they did with the Arsenal one. But be that as it may, I think again, I I don't know. I don't have enough data on it, but I would say this is the best our, our transfer window in this era, at least with Arteta. It's the best um, for window in the Emirates area, in my opinion. I mean, because you think about it, we,
0: we would sign guys like Meza Urzo, great player, Alexis Sanchez, and that'd be the only move. No, they go out and sign, I mean, the deal's not done yet with Decla Rice, obviously. I mean it's just speculative, but practically open confirmed. But after that's pretty much a done deal. You go out and get Kai Havertz immediately, and now you go out and get Timber. Like they and they still don't want to stop. Like, it's almost like Crocky has won all the stuff in America. And now he's like, okay. Let's go, let's go win the big trophies in Europe, which I don't know. I hate that he uses his collateral for the build the Rams new stadium. But at the same time, I'm so happy he's finally invested in us.
2: Right. And, you know, again, it's, it's July still. So there's still another month and some of this month and a half of this. You can bring in someone else too. I think, you, again, with, with this Man City thing, you have to keep loading up because everyone else is going to do it. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, especially in the top four. Um, there's going to be big improvements for Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, Newcastle signed Tenali. Great deal there, too. Um, so you look at all those things. I think Arsenal need to continue to add pieces um, and, and onward. Um, I like what they've done. Um, I think their next signing should be a multiple league winner, though. I don't know who that is. But for the, for the final, they need one signing this window. That has one more than one league, regardless of where the league is. Um, but someone who has won multiple titles, because I think that helps them on a on a mental perspective as well. Um, but again, I have no who I know I have no idea who that is. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really impressed with Arsenal's done. Um, I think in terms of transfer windows, just my opinion. I think Liverpool and Arsenal have established themselves significantly from everyone else. Um, and I know um, Chelsea signed a bunch. They got in a cuckoo and stuff like that. But, but again, Chelsea signed a whole bunch of players last uh, last summer and in January, and it didn't seem to work. So, I, I'm just taking that as it is for now. But Liverpool and Arsenal, I think, are, have won the English Premier League uh, transfer window so far. Um, but, again, we'll, more and more could be to come. Yeah. All right. Women's World Cup preview. What do you want to give us uh, your preview? So I have two brackets up. I'm going to make my predictions. So you're going to make your predictions. We're going to, and then we'll see where our uh, predictions lead to. Um, if you if you want to give a slight explanation um, for it, um, you can, or you can just say whatever. Um, I'm I'm going to go to you first, and then I'm going to go, and I'm going to we're going to see where it goes. <laughs> basically, all right. Uh, Group A is featuring uh, joint hosts: uh, New Zealand, Norway. The Philippines and Switzerland. Who do you have uh, finishing t- uh, top of the group?
0: Sadly, Switzerland. Um, I just think they're the most complete team overall. Um, I don't know much okay. about at least the teams here. i mostly went off statistics for this because I'll be honest, I haven't watched much Swiss women's football. I did watch the women's heroes. I think they will, and I think Australia will come in second. And then New Ze- you mean New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand will come.
2: Will come in second, and just because they're at home. Okay, and I guess the the last two don't really matter. Yeah, uh, I'm going um, Norway first. Um, again, I can't. I know they got f- bodied by England. I, I just think that overall quality is is uh, beyond that. And uh, I don't think the other thing is I, I just don't think New Zealand is going to let to not qualify for the next round. Um, they they can't get knocked out of the group in their own mm-hmm. World Cup. So I will go New Zealand. I think it's close between them and Switzerland, but I'm, I'm going to give them slight ledge to New Zealand because I think they're the host, and I think that matters. We saw Russia make the quarterfinals of their World yeah. Cup. so sense. Th- uh, that's the thing with Norway,
0: uh, by the way. I just think I think mentally, I don't know if they're going to be there or not because that Euro was so close in this tournament.
2: Yeah, and I think Norway um, mentally could break down, uh, but I, I do think that. Again, when you have whatever you want to say, best player in the world, second best player in the world, one of the best players ever, who can, who can score at will, um, it's hard to bet against them. And obviously the two Roma attackers are there too, so that helps. Uh, but no, I think Norway has the qualities. I just think from a men- mental perspective, when they get into the knockout runs, I think they will collapse. But I think they're, they're good enough to to get through what they have. It's not the most difficult group. It's not easy, but I, I don't think it's, it's, it's a walk-in uh it's a walk in the park, but it's – it's. I think they're good enough individually from just the players that they have to qualify, but, you know, I, but I'm not like – I don't feel like 100% uh, certain about this. Okay. All right. Uh, group B is uh, Australia, Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada. I mean, Canada top.
0: Um, Christine Sinclair still going at 40 years old. Australia mm-hmm. will not, uh, Australia will qualify. Once again, I don't think you can necessarily um, knock them out. Um, and like you said, the other two don't matter. Um, I, I, other than Morocco, the investment in women's football in Africa is still not great. I know Nigeria qualify all the time, but it's almost like they just qualify because they have a lot of people there. If yeah. That makes I,
2: sense. For, for, for reference, I do think they'll finish ahead of the Republic of, probably, eh. <laughs> I think they'll finish ahead of Ireland, but I, I Again, I'm with you. I I got the same. Canada, I think you can't really look. I I think Australia could win the group because they have Sam Kerr. Um, But I I just think that Canada, Australia, regardless of the order of the two, I don't think I think this is one of the most easy groups to predict because it's either Canada first or Australia second or uh, vice versa. I don't see another component there um, to do anything um, as well. So All right, Group Z, sorry, Group C, we have Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan. Oh, this, Japan coming out, I know Japan's older. They're going to come out first,
0: Spain second. I mean, this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, And then you got the the other two, Costa Rica and and Spain. I mean, I think Costa Rica and and Zambia
2: are just happy to be there. Yeah. um, I I got the same, except I, I got Spain uh, oh, God. Actually, let me think about this. I'm going to go Spain top. Japan in second. Uh, Japan are older. Spain, again, it's hard because Spain are missing players, but not not their best player. But Japan have the ah, – you know what? Screw it. I'm going Japan. I, <laughs> I, this would take me 20 minutes if I really had to – if I really, really spent time thinking about this. But I'm just going to go Japan and Spain. Um, I think Spain are, are good enough to win the group. But they're missing five players due to uh, a protest. How is that going to to affect the rest of the squad? So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say Japan gets the edge just because they don't they don't have any controversies. They're older, but they, they still got they still got the players to, to to get it done at least through the group stage. Yeah. All right. Uh, group D: um, England, Haiti, Denmark, and China. See, this is hard because China usually pull, does well
0: in the Women's World Cup, but I, I can't so look. Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> yeah, I can't look past the two European teams. I think China will put up a fight. I actually think China and Denmark might draw,
2: but I don't know, man. I, yeah, I'm the same. I just think that, that Denmark will score more goals. Who's the fourth group? Who's the fourth team? Haiti. Haiti's not going to get any points. They're going no. Lose. Haiti's not going to get any points. So it really comes down to who loses
0: by West to England. And I think Denmark will lose. will put up a better fight. Lose like two one. I think China could get whipped around a little bit, like 3-0. <laughs> That's
2: the thing because I think I think Denmark can defend England enough, yeah. but where it's not embarrassing. I don't think China can defend England because their best their best players are in the middle, and the, the d- defensively in goal again, no disrespect, they're not as strong. So I think England can pile on. And again, England has injuries, but they still have good enough players. Um, to, to you know, as you said, whip it around. I don't think they'll get humiliated, but I do think that because of Denmark's obvious qualities um, back to front, they're not as good as England, but I think it just, I just can't see, uh, I could see China, but I, I, I just think uh, China will have the problems with England. I do think they'll smack around Haiti. I think everyone will smack around Haiti, but um, I think they'll do it respectfully, unlike a team that uh, that played in this World Cup last time. Uh, <laughs> All right. Speaking of them, uh, Group E: the United States, Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. US one,
0: the Dutch two, just because they have better. Only they have. This this Uh, is you know what? Hate on. Fuck it. Netherlands one. United States two. Portugal three, and um. Vietnam for Uh, I think I I just think Neverlands are going to get revenge in that game
2: um so I would say it's the question is better the best player or the better or better team I would argue that um um that U.S. are the better team I think that so this, this is just how I see it I think they will beat the U.S. but I think they'll lose to Portugal or draw to Portugal and and um U.S. will clean house with the rest, or it's a draw with with the Netherlands, which would I think the U.S. again, yeah, hope they get knocked out immediately. But I I think the U.S. again, Sophia Smith is the reason. If she didn't make the if if she did not get a call up, I don't think I would be taking the U.S. to win this group. But I think because she's there, and because um, their their big star from Lyon is not there, I think that sways in their direction um, in that group. And again, I'll say for the millionth time, get out of you need to be playing in Europe, my friend. Um, but that's all I'll say on that. Yeah, so I'm, I got U.S., Netherlands, Portugal, Vietnam, and I, you have know, the same. It's the Netherlands, Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, group F, we have France, and just so just so if you didn't know, the you remember the Saudi Arabia manager that beat Argentina, he's now of yeah. the French women's team. It's just, I just want if if that was going to sway you at all, I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, so it's France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama.
0: Um. Well, Brazil number one, obviously. Um, Brazil then France.
2: All right, and, then, and then, I guess that's right. Yeah, I'm 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 flipped. I think France uh, better. Uh, I think France are a little better than Brazil. I think they got a better coach. I think um, they've been progressing very well. Their players are still young enough to be great, but old enough and experienced enough to to have that in the advantage as well. Brazil is good. Um, but I, I think they they lack just a little bit, so I think France uh, just edges it out of them. All right, um, Group G, and uh, I think this is a fairly easy uh, pick here, but we'll just go through it anyways. Sweden, South Africa, Italy, and Argentina.
0: Sweden, South Africa, Italy, and Argentina? Yep. Oh, yeah, Italy, number one. Italy, top of the group.
2: Sweden, number two. Yep, and then the rest. <laughs> Yeah, I will say Argentina gets there, but but I think I think Italy is, is a lot better than Sweden, but I think Sweden's a lot better than the other two. So I think this this is probably actually I don't know about that. It's one of the easiest groups to predict. Um, the um, the next group is pretty similarly easy. Germany actually depends. Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and Korea, uh, South Korea. I really want to pick Morocco to get out of the group. Uh, Yeah, I'll do Germany one, Morocco two. Okay, I I got, I got the same. I actually do think Morocco will get out of the group because they've—I forgot who they beat. They beat someone in the top ten. I don't remember it is. All right, all right, round of sixteen. You have Switzerland against Espana, Spain. (laughs) Espana will win. (laughs) Espana will win four nil. All right. Norway, Spain. Uh, I think Spain wins three one. All right, uh, you have. We actually both have this. Japan versus New Zealand. Japan, Japan, roll over this game. I think New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. is probably be
0: good, but I, I mean, I think they're going to pull the pants down.
2: <laughs> I think it will be close early, but then they'll they'll run away second half. I got Japan as well. Um, you have uh, the Netherlands and Sweden. Um. The Dutch, the Dutch.
1: <laughs> all
2: right, I got U.S. Sweden again. know, all respect to my birthday twin over there uh, on the Swedish national team in AC Milan, uh, but I will go with Sweden. Uh, sorry, the U.S. I think the U.S. again. This would be a great time for them to get knocked out, but I, I do think they're just they got a little too much on on. Uh, um, uh, sorry, Sweden. Um, all right, Italy, U.S. That's what I have. Yeah, you backed yourself into a corner because if these two aren't matched up on your bracket, they're probably getting to the semifinal. If this
0: happens, because I truthfully do think that the Netherlands could beat the United States, I think they're out for revenge.
2: Uh, you may call me, um... but if again, if if it's the other way, again they can meet in the semifinal. It's just because of the the order of that of that group. You got them trapped in the round of 16 because, again, if they meet pretty much anyone else in this group other than maybe Germany, they're getting to the um, that semifinal, probably. So they're just backed into this um, uh, corner because of the because ne- you have Netherlands first. But um, wait, what are Only, you thinking? My heart
0: tells me United States. Was your head telling? You? My head tells me Italy.
2: All right, I'm going with your head then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Italy. <laughs> All right, I got Italy, Netherlands. I think this is close. Again, the seven Roma players will show up. The big striker from Juve, I think, is going to – I think that she's probably one golden boot. Um, Italy beats Netherlands. Um, All right, you got Canada and Denmark, as do I.
0: (laughs) I think Christine Sinclair has her last moment of magic, and Canada wins 3-2.
2: I think she has a two-goal game. I think Denmark is exceptional. I think they have some really good players. I think Canada's better. Pretty simple. Um, I'll, I'll say 2-0. Th- th- uh, All right. The uh, UK Derby. <laughs> England against Australia.
0: England. England will roll over. Oh, I yeah. think this will be ugly. It'll, it'll be the ugliest game in the round
2: 16. It's going to be like a 6-7-0, six, six, something like that. I think they'll run it up like crazy, but I think they'll win like 5-5 five, five now. But... Yeah. If they lose that game, it's going to be glorious. (laughs) Especially to to Australia, of all people. All right, you got um, Brazil against Morocco. Marta with the hat trick, 3-0 Brazil. All right, fair enough. Um, I got France-Morocco, a different Henri with the hat trick, 3-0. All right, so you got – so where are we at now? Okay, but we're still around sixteen. Last last two games. Uh, uh yeah. So you've won France, France, Germany. See, I have
0: backed myself into the corner a couple times, but twice. Germany. Yeah. Germany, yeah. Germany well, will win. Germany will win on PKs. It'll be it'll be the best game in the round of sixteen.
2: If that's, that's how, how mine pick, matches yeah. up. That's how close it can be if you have one team one slot ahead or one slot behind. Yeah, Germany, Brazil. Um, again, Marta's. The goat. Um, she's the, uh, she's elite. She's um, unbelievable. Got Andressa Alves, um, uh, who um, who recently betrayed Roma to go to the US. Um, not, not bitter about that, but I am. Uh, but but I, I just think Germany are too much to, to handle. I think they're healthy. They get, top to bottom. They're probably the best team in the tournament. Um, again, I, we know what happened in the Zambia game, but that was that was just up game. Um, I do think Brazil, I think Germany handled this pretty easily. I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna give Brazil the benefit of the doubt. I'll say that they but Germany still wins like three two. All right. Um, Spain against the Netherlands.
0: For me? Yep. Oh, man, I really backed myself in the corner. <laughs> I'm going with the Dutch. All
2: right. All right. I got you
0: as best player in the world. Best That's
2: that's why. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I'm stuck here. I'm trapped now, too. U.S.-Spain. Now, on one hand, the U.S. Oh, my goodness. The U.S. probably have the better team, but of the players on their team, only one has played Alexis Poulos in the last four years. You have to prepare for a player like that. You have to have you know other other games where you're playing against them, other than the national team you have to kind of be around and having to to go against competition like her or others so because of that i don't think they're ready for what she's going to bring to the table and because of that again i think it's close but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say extra time she scores a goal the u.s look dumbfounded and realize how could we mess this up and then they realize it's because you never see her play (laughs) so we have nothing to go off um all right. Uh the other quarterfinal same for you and me. Japan against Italia. Oh, I don't have oh, I have Japan against Italia. Yeah, we both do. Italy. Yeah. I think I actually think I think it's it could be fairly close, but I think Italy will handle themselves quite well in that uh situation. So I'm gonna go Italy as well. Um all right, we got uh Okay, we're on the same page Canada versus Brazil for you.
0: I think Marta – I'm really pulling for my girl Marta. I think she's going to have one more magic –
2: a lot of magic, (laughs) and I think they're going to make the semifinals. All right, Brazil it is. Again, for the legend, Christine Sinclair, I think this uh, game against France ain't going to be pretty. I'm going to say France annihilates them, like 5-1. Um, All right. We both have the uh, England and Germany (laughs) for the last one. Oh, God. Revenge for them, maybe? Germany team is so good. And England's players are hurt.
0: I hate to say it. I think it might be coming home until I got England beating Germany.
2: Yeah, I don't think the, the German, German people – I don't think Germany will be allowed to not win this game. They got to. Um, again, the, these teams are so close, but I think the absentees will hurt them. And I think Alexander Pop is just – again, I mean, that's not to be cliche, but it's going to pop England because she scored that goal in, um, in the Euro final and they lost it. I don't think any of those uh, German players are going to – Forget that. I think they're not going to allow themselves to lose this game. They're going to pull themselves into to the final. I think it'll go next extra time again. I think it'll go with penalties, and I think Germany will give England heartbreak. Semi final: the Netherlands versus Italy.
0: I'm going to go with the Roma girls.
2: Uh, I got Italy, Spain again. If you don't, want, if you don't want to count the Roma girls, you don't have to. Then you have the the, the top, again, uh, Grelli from from Juve. You have the goalkeeper from AC Milan, who's very good. I I just think Italy are too deep. Now, again, Italy, their thing is going to finals and losing, but they're too deep not to make the final. I think against a Spain team, it's a superstar versus a team, and I believe Italy has a team, and I think that team is going to win. (laughs) Yeah. Um all right, you, the last time he found up for you, you got Brazil and England. Uh Marta
0: will not be able to win a World Cup in her last tournament. It ends with heartbreak again. She's gonna lose two
2: to one and England will go to the final. France and Germany, Jesus. Ah oh, crap. <laughs> um I'm just I'm just being thrown up because of the French coach. He's so good. <laughs> But I think the talent of Germany is just undeniable. And I do think that they have the best team and they have the experience of losing the Euros. I think they'll find a way through France, but France is not going to be a walk in the park. All right. <laughs> Your final, Italy against England.
0: Fuck I really did not want to have England in there, but that's just what my head Oh. <laughs> Man, in those England women. If this happens, they they were all there in attendance in twenty twenty one when Italy Italy did to did to England what they did at Wembley.
2: Yeah, but the question is, can England handle, particularly the midfield? Because I think that's the biggest problem. Can they again? It's 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 complicated because England are so stacked everywhere, but. Again, the game is won in the midfield. That's why I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know, bro. (laughs) So
0: it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming to Rome. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it's going. The World Cup will be back in Rome. So Italy (laughs) will be five times. The country will have five World Cup
2: championships. Okay. So again, I picked, I picked uh, Germany in every single one of my predictions so far. They got the quality. They got the experience. They've, get, they've, all, they've gone so close so many times. But can they do it? Again? Can they actually do it? I'm just thinking of their last couple World Cups have all ended in disappointment. They're getting older, although they got some young players in the ranks. I think the thing is, I and I don't want to make this sound biased. I think the 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 midfield, sorry, Italy is peaking at the right time. They have experienced players, they have young players, they're good in defense, and they got a good goalkeeper. I think Germany has all the all the all the materials to win the World Cup. But I don't, just lately, there's been like a bad omen around both Germany and Italy, which makes this complicated. But Germany really hasn't, um, uh, What's they haven't capitalized on what they should have after those two World Cups that they won. They've struggled since. They've struggled to get to finals. I think Italy wins it because I think it's the mix of experience and and youth and Again, with all the disappointments that Italy have faced, if they get to a final, they're not going to allow themselves to, to lose. And uh, doing it on the against Germany will be a huge test, but I, I got it to to win. Yeah. So it's coming to Rome. <laughs> I guess it. Guess so. And <laughs> on this website, Italy is not even in the top three. But you know, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we know better than. Than the the thirty one percent of English fans that voted in the uh, and all that so thirty one percent English fans so fifty percent of U S fans yeah the nine percent of Germany yeah I, I think it's tough I think it's a, a coin flip between Germany and England um, sorry Germany Germany England and Italy I think those are the three toughest teams uh, again uh, I ex- um, and this, this is one last thing I want to say is I'm just going to repeat what I've said a few weeks ago. I think this is going to be a great tournament. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be enjoyable. I think it's going to be a huge endorsement for women's football, especially the progress we've made over the last couple of years. So just to the out there and the, the, the the atmosphere, please do not ruin this tournament. Do not make this about equality or they should get paid more or they should get paid less or uh, this is this. And this is that it, this kind of thing just ruins great tournaments. The, the 2019 World Cup will never be about the tournament, and I, I'm just hoping that um, this will be a tournament that we can all enjoy without that stuff, without people saying nasty things about women's football. And just enjoy the tournament for what it is. I really do love and enjoy women's football, and I don't want this tournament to become about something else. And again, I don't want to go on too long about that. But I just, I just want us to enjoy this tournament, and take it in, and do everything humanly possible to make sure that the U.S. and the women's team can't go three in a row. Uh, but now- I expect it to be a great tournament. I think-, <laughs> I think, I think it's going to be great. And I think the fun thing about this tournament is um, there's it's it could be very unpredictable. I don't think there's a there's a clear favorite, but I don't think there's a overwhelmingly clear favorite. I think teams that got knocked out in the round of 16 could win the World Cup. That's how close I think it is in terms of that part of it where um, again, for example, the next year of France are the overwhelming favorites. Maybe one other the team could win, and that's it. This is a wide open case, um, sorry, wide open wide open for this tournament, and um, we'll see we're going to be seeing the last of Marta. The last of Christian Sinclair, Sinclair The last of Megan Rapino. The last of Alex Morgan. The last of so many big name players. The the last of again the, the, the peak players from the the Japanese team that, that that are still that are still around. The last of so many. So um, it's gonna be a fun tournament and I hope uh, I hope we can enjoy it without any any extra Yes. Um Yes, very good.
0: Um, and one thing I will say that if they will woman, I really hope that more women will go play in Europe from the United States. I think it would help grow the game even more. Agree. Um, to go Specific- take it all back full circle because fuck Lane and Donovan. Um, he is my donkey of the week. What about you?
2: Same. Sophia Smith specifically. Now the rest, the rest of the team. Again, I would encourage you to go to Europe because the problem is if they don't win this World Cup, we'll all know why. The reason is they have not seen Micah Merchants. They have not seen Alex Pop. They have not seen Alexis Pultas. They, have, they haven't they have seen a Tune from England. I mean, I, I can go through the names. Um, but the reason they, they – if, if they don't win the World Cup, the reason will be they have not played the best players in the world because none of the best players in the world in their prime are in playing in the United States. And, again, the U.S. used to dominate that because it took a while for us to grow in Europe in the women's game. Now it's it's – it's up there, and it's a, they really need to be out there. Sophia Smith has no business being in the um, – I don't even know who, who she plays for, the Portland Thorns. She should, be, she should be handing in a transfer request immediately after the World Cup. She's got to get out of there. She's too good to be in this league, and there's so many others, American or not, that are in this league that need to – again, it's not a bad league, but the best internationals need to be in Europe, and that's just, that's just the reality of the world. There are good players that are in the U.S. and that should should continue to grow there. But if you're at the top level and want to be an international, want to be a great player, I think you got to go to Europe. And again, it used to not be the case for the U.S., but now it has turned that way. The, just one flat, one last point on that. The last uh, last year, the, the the for the Ballon d'Or, there were 16 candidates. 14 of them did not. Uh, 14 of them were playing in Europe. The other two uh, did not. But the year before, there were 30 candidates. 27 of them did not play in the United States. So I think all the writing is on the wall for what they should do. Again, I think that this is probably the last chance to win the world cup for the U S they need to rebrand and rebuild after this. And they need, they need to do that by putting the best players in Europe and we'll see more success for the U S women. When, when Megan Rapino long, no longer plays for the national team. I may not have the opinion of them that I do now. Um, but again, I, we got to get our best players in Europe. I got all love for those girls individually, just as a team, for reasons that I've explained before. I'm not going to be supporting them, but uh, I hope it's a great tournament. That's all I got to say. All right. Very good. Well, I'll talk to you
0: later, my friend. Um, come on, you Gunners Forge Roma, and we'll see you all next time.